This law renders Joseph Biden a woke Santa Claus. <laughs> Y'all know if you have a credit card or a debit card or something like that, you'll get emails and or phone calls from your bank that make it sound really urgent. You'll, yeah, get, yeah. you'll get like an email and the subject line will be like, we have a message for you, dot, dot, dot. And then you'll open it and it'll be like, hello, we are your bank. It happens so much that it is a meme. I get these notifications on my They do it in the app now. I don't know why I mimed app. Notifications, app. Doopy doo. I use the, the phone. App. I'm like 100. Anyway, I use the phone. <laughs> so I get, I get notifications that say, alert, important message. Right. And I press it and it's like, your balance is whatever. It's like, I fucking know my balance. It's like, <laughs> I, I use the app to check my balance on an almost daily basis. <laughs> anyway, we have an urgent message for you. We are your bank. Well, when you have a child in elementary school, you get a phone call every fucking day. It's about 4 p.m. So urgent that they leave a message. But if you answer it, it's a recording that says... Your child goes to this school. Did you know that? And it's sometimes it like includes some information about like something going on <laughs> at school. But I'll tell you this right now. There's not so much going on at school that they can do that every day. There's also the urgency of it. I that, know. Like they're leaving a voicemail and it's it's a phone number associated with your child's school. So yeah. you see it. And every time you're like, oh, fuck. Like, what did my kid do? <laughs> did my kid hit another kid? It, does my kid have COVID? Yeah. Um, oh, that's another one, too, because, like, every day they send, like, this individual was exposed to COVID and yeah. we had this many COVID cases. So you're like, oh, shit, my kid has COVID. Or, like, maybe there's some kind of problem at school. Like, there's an anthrax scare and we shouldn't send anybody there tomorrow. I mean, there's a... <laughs> anthrax. It, <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they, they play it off. It's so urgent. You're like, is this a terrorist attack? <laughs> a fucking letter bomb. <laughs> Are you cleaning up after what ISIS did to the school? Is that what happened? Like, they're so fucking concerned. It's every day. Hello, we are your child's school. It, yeah, it's no. That's the craziest thing, though. It's a call every day after the school day ends. And, and, and again, sometimes they tell you that something that's going on at school. But, like, there isn't enough stuff that happens at school to call you every day with a new thing they're doing. Yeah. I want to know if this continues into high school. <laughs> like, <Well, I'll, laughs> <yeah. laughs> Did your school do that? No. <laughs> I went to a private school. It could be the school district signing a contract with a company. Right. And they just have shit to say. So they fill it up with <laughs> a reminder that your kid goes to their school. <laughs> I'll bet that's true. Like a board member, like a member of the school board probably has like a connection with somebody who does something like that. And they're like, we could use this kind of a service. And I happen to know somebody who does it. Want me to get them on the line? <laughs> and then whoever's in charge of money at the school is like, sure, sure. Just, I don't, just You talk like this all the time. You sound like a fucking villain. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing you talk like this. Fucking go away. <laughs> so I guess we, what do we, what do we, what, 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 what do we learn from this? Um, 
that our kid attends school. <laughs> Tighten your buttholes. It's time for packed. <laughs> I'm the P Peter Coffin, the lovely Miss Astronaut Cowboy Doctor. Now in their comfy uh, is the ACD. Together we are packed. I got your hair there. <laughs> Good stuff. Don't miss an episode. Like, comment, subscribe, and leave us a glowing five-star review on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever weird thing you use to listen to podcasts. We are a five-star podcast. Not three. Not four. Five! I'm a five-star man! I'm, I want to check our, uh, our, our uh, Spotify rating. We're currently, with 44 votes, sitting at a 4.7, which is not a five. It's not a five. I'm... I'm not a 4.7 podcast. I'm a five-star podcast. Join our Discord. We hang out there all the time. We chat. We do some other fun stuff that you can access by becoming a patron. Uh, there's movie night. There's exclusive content. Uh, we just we just um, sent out a form for everybody to get free stickers and cards. Mm. So help us keep the lights on by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash packedpod. That's P-A-C-D-P-O-D. Uh, if you go to packedpod.com, we have merch available, lots of other fun stuff there as well. The big thing that we have to ask people to do is to tell their friends. Um, we rely so big on word of mouth. We stream at 7 p.m. Eastern every Sunday. So thank you so much for tuning in. Things are not always as they seem. <laughs> wow. Great start. <laughs> Great start. Our, what's funny is our tagline is real people talking about fake reality now. Like we came up with that tagline and put it on stuff now. Uh, if if things were as they seemed, we really wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah. So saying that <laughs> is either the least important thing or the most important thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, we I, I want to encourage the viewer to think of a time. Wherein corporations, politicians, parties to the capitalist power structure have utilized causes that are ostensibly progressive and supportive of the social good to do something that is very bad. Mm -hmm. Few examples for everyone. That woke CIA commercial. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional. I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. Oh, that one. That one is... Ugh. I, uh, hit us with some more. BLM, the, the nonprofit. As protests broke out across the U.S. in the name of Black Lives Matter movement, the group's co-founder, Patrice Coolers, went on a real estate shopping spree, purchasing about four or five properties worth well over $3 million. Patrice has also inked a multi-year production deal last year with Warner Brothers and has a second book set to be released in fall. When news broke out about her real estate spending, some fellow activists were taken aback, including Hank Newsom, the head of BLM in New York City, calling for an independent investigation to see how the global network spends its money. Gentrification in general, mm. promoted as cleaning up cities. Cleaning up cities, making them more news, livable. Yeah for everyone making them walkable safe etc yeah land back land back is oh another. yeah i didn't Oof, even land think back about is it. a That's fantastic a fucking great example we're going to give land back to the native peoples the indigenous peoples and then the indigenous people are uh, real estate magnates 
What the fuck? I Who don't, happened to run an NPO. I don't understand what is so hard about that. Yeah, I just don't understand how people don't get that one. Like it's probably because Lance keeps saying it's well, good, though. People gaslight me into thinking, oh, I'm just a dumb white person who doesn't understand this mystical knowledge, and that's why it's good. No, we're deepening the class contradictions within the indigenous population. That That's all it is. Yeah. It's plain and simple. Yeah, you're you're making it easier for the bourgeoisie of the indigenous population. Prohibition. Ooh, prohibition. That's a really good one. Uh, torches of freedom when uh, they claimed that smoking was feminist. Smoking like cigarettes? Yeah, you never heard of that? That's uh, that's Edward Bernays' crown achievement. Torches of freedom was a march that Edward Bernays, who is regarded as the father of modern marketing, and he got a bunch of uh, prominent feminist figures to participate in this march in New York saying smoking is not just a man thing. Women can do it, too. Wow. And that march got into like the New York Times. It got into various other papers and it spread all throughout the entire country. And suddenly it was independent and progressive for women to just fill up them lungs with cancer. Mm. Using causes like that to promote a progressive framework of mind without getting at the materialist base of capitalism, you can't actually do anything for racism or for mm -hmm. sexual and gender minorities. And to be clear, those are important causes. Right. And a lot of that is by design. Um, recuperation is what that is called. I'm 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 using the the like standard. This is the thing that I post every single time I explain recuperation because it's actually a very good definition. It's probably the only good definition that exists on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, did you make it up? No, but I will say that probably one of the better definitions of recuperation on the internet being on Wikipedia is bizarre because well, Wikipedia is kind of just like a machine for recuperation purposes. And, and someday they're going to take it down because it's good. Is uh, that what happened? That's how Wikipedia works. Uh, but recuperation is the process by which politically radical ideas and images are twisted, co-opted, absorbed, diffused, incorporated, and annexed or commodified within media culture and bourgeois society, and thus become interpreted through a neutralized, innocuous, and more socially conventional perspective. That is a really good definition. That is a good and, like and it, it covers applies, it applies to all of the things that uh, the Black Lives Matter NPO, Land Back, Green New Deal, everything that we've done in the Middle East. <laughs> it, it's not that they're focusing too much on one thing and therefore not focusing on class. It's that a lot of times when this has to do with the ruling class, again, corporate individuals, but also corporations as entities corporate America itself, the U.S. electoral body and politicians, uh, typically they are co-opting those causes and using them to take away from class or to directly um, enforce their imperialist will. Progressive causes and ostensibly good sounding things without a material analysis ultimately uh, are either co-opted intentionally or simply diffused by the structures, basically changing everybody's mind, changing everybody's morals. Systemic means um, either the people in power or uh, widespread. That stuff 
is used to obscure communism and uh, the spreading of consciousness of imperialism. Now, what's more important is to understand these material distinctions and have a real definition of imperialism to start at. That will give us a basis for understanding how the use of these revolutionary aesthetics to obscure imperialist agendas takes place. We're going to take it from Lenin's imperialism and the split in socialism. We have to begin with as precise and full a definition of imperialism as possible. Imperialism is a specific historical stage of capitalism. Its specific character is threefold. Imperialism is monopoly capitalism, parasitic or decaying capitalism, moribund capitalism. The supplanting of free competition by monopoly is the fundamental economic feature, the quintessence of imperialism. Monopoly manifests itself in five principal forms. One, cartels, syndicates, and trusts. The concentration of production has reached a degree which gives rise to these monopolistic associations of capitalists. Two, the monopolistic position of the big banks. Three, four, or five giant banks at Lenin's time. Manipulate, <laughs> manipulate the whole economic life of America, France, Germany. Three, seizure of the sources of raw material by the trusts and the financial oligarchy. Finance capital is monopoly. Industrial capital emerged with, er, monopoly industrial capital merged with bank capital. Four, the economic partition of the world by the international cartels has begun. There are already over 100 such international cartels which command the entire world market and divide it amicably among themselves until war redivides it. The export of capital as distinct from the export of commodities under non-monopoly capitalism is a highly characteristic phenomenon and is closely linked with the economic and territorial political partition of the world. And five, the territorial partition of the world, colonies, is completed. So... All of those things, the, the emergence between monopoly industrial capital and bank capital, that's imperialism. From that emerges, you know, what a lot of people think of imperialism as the United States and other countries in the imperial core partitioning the world. And what we're going to talk about today is going to be focusing on that. Those mm -hmm. two characteristics, those last two, the economic and social political partitioning of the world facilitated through this act that we're going to talk about that has passed in the House going up in the Senate called the Global Respect Act. This isn't just America using pride aesthetics. We'll just give you a little preview to do wars in other countries. Yeah, This is a, a social, political, economic stronghold on the world that comes from the emergence of monopoly industrial and bank capital. There's a lot of people who ignore that capitalist imperialism, that is imperialism in a capitalist world, has a specific character um, due to the fact that in the past there were empires that had a different character. People think imperialism is when somebody goes around and conquers the shit out of everything. But the fact is that is a much more obvious relation than right. capitalist imperialism. And that doesn't happen today without that capitalistic underpinning. Exactly. All of this context in mind, the 117th Congress has a new bill, which has, by the way, passed 
the House, as you said a moment ago. The bill is H.R. 3485, uh, referred to by its short title, the Global Respect Act. The Global Respect Act. Doesn't that just sound like just in the context of everything we said, when you say the words Global Respect Act. It makes me want to disrespect the globe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want to I want to put a globe right into the toilet. And flush it. Give the globe a swirly. Anyway. Yeah. OK. Uh, in short, the Global Respect Act affords <laughs> President Joe Biden himself like gives direct authority to the fucking president of the United States. Like, he is the specific person in this role to do this, to create a list of individuals, and I I guess foreign dignitaries, who have violated the rights of sexual and gender minorities and to impose sanctions on those individuals and or the the nations that they represent, I guess. Joe Biden will be making a list and checking it twice. This law renders Joseph Biden a woke Santa Claus. (laughs) Swear to God. Six Republicans voted for it. All Democrats voted for it in the House. Yeah. Um, Which makes me wonder, are are the Democrats and their hegemonic position... Are they becoming more war hawks? I think they are. Than Republicans and conservatives are based off of like this sort of movement that waxes between isolationism and anti-war. At least younger conservatives, like whereas Democrats have just gone like full woke imperialism. Yeah. And every single one of them voted for this Global Respect Act. There's another small theory that one could put forward on this. It could be that they do want the ability to do this stuff, but they were just aware that it was going to pass because there's a Democratic majority in the House. Right, 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 right. Yep, yep, yep. And because it can so very easily be painted as the Woke Imperialism Act uh, and anything woke to a conservative is fucking poison, they just didn't vote for it. They voted against it. So basically, uh, they start off the Global Respect Act with some findings. Uh, They talk about that, for instance, uh, the rights to life, liberty, security of the person, right to privacy, the right to freedom of expression and association are fundamental human rights, which is not really a finding at all. Well, yeah, all this shit labeled findings is not. It's it's just them basically saying human rights are universal and, and fundamental, which let's keep in mind. Is in the context of the Global Respect Act. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we've just said has led up to the United States government saying the right to life, liberty, and security of the person, right to privacy, and the right to freedom of expression and association are fundamental human rights. Somehow, everything we have said has led us to that. We got to define respect in the yeah, Global yeah, Respect I think, Act. I think our findings might be a little inconclusive here. <laughs> <laughs> And then they 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 express the importance of sexual and gender minorities being able to exist as they are. And then they discuss how internationally sexual and gender minorities are unable to do that in many places. Which isn't false. Yeah. Approximately one third of all countries have laws criminalizing consensual same-sex relations. 
Um, thousands of individuals are targeted for harassment because of their sexual and gender identity. Um, and individuals who perpetuate those inequities are not held accountable for their crimes. They, they talk about how you know, celebrations of pride for sexual and gender minorities tend to have to be forced underground or in secret to avoid harassment by government officials and violence against those communities. And uh, laws criminalizing being a sexual and gender minority and existing that way also hinder access to HIV AIDS treatment, information, and prevention for sexual and gender minority individuals and families. That's perhaps the most legitimate concern outlined in here. Right. Well, I think all of the concerns under findings are legitimate. Yeah, but that is really concrete material. Like harassment can mean a lot There's of things. Harassment and discrimination. This is like the people's lives are, are compromised and their yeah. access to medical treatment and preventative medical treatment is compromised. Specifically to a deadly virus. Right. That doesn't have to be. Yeah. One that with today's technology, you can easily live a full, healthy life right. if you contract that virus. And to be in a situation in which that is no, not possible due to the policy of the ruling class, that is actually a problem. <laughs> After we go through these findings, uh, the proposal is that there needs to be sanctions on individuals responsible for violations of human rights against sexual and gender minorities, which is a very, very strange wording when we consider exactly what we're targeting here in our findings. Yeah, it, it, it's odd because when Peter and I first found out about this, we thought it was like... About sanctioning countries. Yeah, how it, it references, you know, the legalities mm -hmm. and constitutions. And um, no, the... the largest section is titled sanctions on individuals responsible for violations of human rights against LGBTQI people. I think the reason for this is it provides maximum flexibility. You could technically do a sanction to an individual and it actually means the country. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But you can also exactly. do it to anyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, this is where we start to talk about woke Santa Joe Biden. <laughs> it's so crazy. It is. Um, so no later than 180 days after the enactment of this act and biannually after that, the president has to transmit to the appropriate congressional committees a list of each foreign person the president determines, uh, which, by the way, uh, this notates it as based on credible information, including information obtained by other countries and non-governmental organizations, NGOs. So just for example, like the Open Societies Foundations owned by George Soros that have been responsible for uh, color revolution after color revolution, that's the type of organization that this credible information as to who is doing human rights violations. I particularly like this style of that where you have like a, a news outlet like Foreign Policy or Pink News, which says that a U.S. official has warned them that Russia may target sexual and gender minorities in Ukraine. Yeah, a U.S. official told me so, so that's why I did the imperialism there. It's obviously more complicated than that, but a U.S. official. <laughs> the whole point of this list is to monitor violations of human rights. One, 
uh, who is responsible for or complicit in a degrading treatment or punishment b prolonged detention without charges or trial c causing the disappearance of sexual and gender minorities um d flagrant denial of the right to life liberty and security blah 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 that whole thing or acted as an agent to doing any of those aforementioned yeah. things to sexual and gender minority persons i.e was following orders from somebody higher up saying you do this stuff and, and before we we go into some further detail i want the viewer to put the image in their mind of what this act is actually proposing the president. Yeah, which right now is Joseph Robinette Biden. Yeah, the that president guy. shall transmit to the appropriate congressional committees a list of each foreign person the president determines has done these things. So Joe Biden is <laughs> sitting here fielding through uh, all of these submissions of, of individuals who have potentially done this and assessing whether each one deserves to be on this naughty list yes. that he creates. Joe Biden is now Twitter support. Yeah. Rifling through all of the reports that they get on the daily. Yes. They've given him another full-time job. If this passes in the Senate and not the Oval Office, it is because Joe Biden did not want to do this. Yes. 100%. <laughs> It's passed the House. If the Senate's like, pass this on to old Joe, old Joe is going to be like, you mean I'm going to have to be looking through all these reports, man? Ah, that's a veto. <laughs> or on the other hand, he doesn't read it and just signs on for it. Uh, and then is like, add it, son. And then somebody comes in with a huge stack of papers, throws it on his desk. He's like, are these people homophobic, Joe? How many genders are there? And he's like, three. <laughs> <laughs> and then walks away. Wait a second. It says the president. That's me. <laughs> no. <laughs> After he signs it, he signs without reading it. And Sees then the president. And, and then he, he notices the word president. Oh shit! I gotta do all this stuff now. I got. I'm gonna have to have an extra cup of Joe in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, it's literally elder abuse. This 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 law is elder yeah, abuse. It's a hundred percent elder. Yeah. Abuse. They think they're all woke and shit. Well, they they are harming a marginalized community, and that is people over sixty five years old. He's gonna come in every day with like this huge load of work sitting <laughs> on his desk, and he is gonna be like. Wow, I hate minorities. <laughs> <laughs> I have changed my mind. No, I would say I, I should have never changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm changing it back. <laughs> I hate them. I don't want my kids growing up in a racial jungle. Yeah. So anyway, the next section details uh, the form and the updates uh, and removal of people from the list. Basically, this is the section on the list. Am I on a list? Yes. It can be public information. It's only classified if it has to be for the national interests of the United States. The president uh, periodically will update the list to congressional committees. Um and a foreign person may be removed from the list if the president determines and reports that this person, A, 
didn't do the homophobia. Didn't do the no growth. <laughs> didn't do the no growth. But yeah, removal of such person if they A, didn't actually do the homophobia, um, has been prosecuted appropriately for it already, or if they've credibly demonstrated a significant change in behavior, has paid an appropriate consequences for their activities, or has credibly committed to not engage in an activity described in subsection A, i.e. a homophobia. So basically, if they start tweeting the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, just to be clear, this law is literally Twitter. Yeah. So they, Joe Biden will be considering information from classified documents, from the chair or ranking members of, of Congress, from the public. The president shall issue public guidance, setting forth the manner by which the names of foreign persons may be submitted to the Department of State for evaluation. All those anarchists who love the FBI so much. Yeah, just love finding names and reporting them to, to the FBI. It's basically like, if you can come up with a way to do that as a stream, you got a job, buddy, yeah. because you can make a real difference gathering that information and submitting it. Now, the government's not going to pay you, but I'll tell you who will. All those tippers. Mm-hmm. Because, wow, we're organizing to do something real. Yeah. We're saving the women in the Middle East. Yeah. But that's really what it is. Yeah. It's, it's the same paradigm. For individuals who are on the list, they are inadmissible to the United States. They can't receive a visa. Any visas that they already have are revoked. They're otherwise ineligible to be admitted or paroled into the U.S., or to receive any other benefit under the Immigration and Nationality Act. And keep in mind, this is this is a person. It's the classification of who this applies to. There's none. It's just a foreign person at this point. Yep. Any such visa revocation can take effect immediately or is automatically canceled. And the president can impose additional targeted sanctions with respect to foreign persons to push for accountability. But but here's the best part. So the, those are the things that apply to individuals who are on the list outside of the United States. Here are exceptions. This act does not apply. This section shall not apply with respect to activities that are already um, accounted for through uh, reporting requirements under a different act. Specifically, mm-hmm. the National Security Act of 1947. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a whole lot of sexual and gender minority stuff that's accounted for by that yeah. law. This section does also not apply um, to any authorized intelligence or law enforcement activities of the United States. So What? <laughs> so, like, what you're saying, if, if a CIA agent or something, or, or a CIA asset, not even necessarily, here's the trick. A CIA asset doesn't have to be a United States citizen. A CIA asset can be somebody who is um, hired and trained by the CIA in some other country. If that person uh, goes into some foreign dignitary's house and tries to goad them into saying the F word, if you get somebody to do it, that guy's got impunity. And the foreign dignitary who uh, is now being targeted doesn't have doesn't have impunity. Yep. So you could engineer situations in which this law is applicable by um, activating various CIA assets 
who live in other countries and were from other countries and could have credibility within that country or maybe have a position in the government in that country. Like, like a double agent could very easily be utilized in this situation. But yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't apply if admitting that person to the United States or paroling them has to be done to comply with the UN. It doesn't apply if an immediate family member has underserved minority status. Mm -hmm. Those individuals, if they have reasonable fear of being persecuted based off of any of those things. Here's a really funny one. This is the crux of the whole thing. The president, again, remember, this is... Woke Santa. Woke Santa. President Joseph Robinette Biden may waive the application of sanctions or restrictions imposed if, again, the president certifies that the waiver is vital to the national interest of the United States. Just basically, Woke Santa Claus gets to decide everything. Like, this gives a ton of authority to the president. Aside from that authority, the president also has to report no later than a year after the passing of this act. Um, uh, that report has to include the following um, actions taken to carry out this section, uh, including a the number of foreign persons added to or removed from the list. B an analysis that compares increases or decreases in the number of such persons added or removed year over year, which, by the way, I don't I don't trust Joe Biden to keep track of that sort of thing. I would assume that AIDS will handle all of this, <laughs> every single bit of this. We're having we're having our fun, but AIDS will handle every single aspect of this. Joe Biden will sign things. Um but that report will also have to include any efforts by the president to coordinate with the governments of other countries to impose sanctions. The report will uh, need to be submitted in unclassified form as to be published so that, you know, Lance can have access to it and tell us who's bad around the world. And then uh, no later than 180 days after the enactment, the secretary of state's going to have to submit a report describing steps that the State Department can take to improve coordination to prevent the commission of human rights violations described in Section 3. Then we get into a bunch of definitions, which are not particularly important because they're like appropriate congressional committees, and then it lists the committees that are relevant here. Mm. Um, but this is the end of the law, and perhaps one of the strangest aspects of the law no later than one year after the enactment of this act, which, by the way, can you not come up with a word other than enactment? enactment. Uh, but eh, whatever. Uh, the secretary of state shall submit to Congress a report that comprises of sections from each regional bureau detailing past risks of sexual and gender minorities with a summary on the differences between regions with respect to such risks. So a report saying. Traditionally, these are the countries that are good to sexual and gender minorities, and these are the countries that are bad. So basically, uh, a report that says, like, where are the good places to target? Yeah. And I, I think that's a good conduit to our last point, which is emphasizing the necessity of exposing the use of radical progressive aesthetics to implement imperialist agendas recognizing that kind of thing in how it's manifest in the U.S. electoral system helps us 
better understand the mechanisms of how neoliberal market ideology and its co-option of social progressive causes that are good solidifies the role of the imperial stage of capitalism in the United States as a world superpower. It's not only important to know how they're masking imperialism with these progressive ideas. It's also just important to know what imperialism is and know the necessity in fighting it. If you want to fight capitalism, you cannot do that without fighting imperialism because imperialism is the stage of capitalism we exist in today. It's the highest stage of capitalism. And no matter how much it grows or transforms from here, it's going to be imperialism. And you cannot fight imperialism by shilling or siding with the United States and the propaganda that they utilize to Absolutely. condemn socialist projects. Which is... You know how many homophobes we're going to find in China, in every Latin American country that has a at least semi-socialist project? All those people are probably going to be rendered homophobes. And, and we're not going to find any homophobes in capitalist democracies sympathetic to the United States. Dude, are we going to be able to sanction J.K. Rowling? No, they would never do that. If J.K. Rowling is not sanctioned by this law... Then you know then, what it is. Then we're right. And she's not going to be. And it's not going to be because of the wizards. It's going to be because she is in the Imperial... The Great Britain is also technically the Imperial Corps. Because, and I, I will direct you to a specific part of this law... Because the president may waive the application of sanctions or restrictions if the president certifies that the waiver is vital to the national interests of the United States. So that will not happen. Yeah, I mean, I, that's an out for literally anything. Yep. That's an out for J.K. Rowling. That's an out for Israel. That's an out for Saudi Arabia. That's an out for anybody who, who progresses the interests of the United States, which it's literally just an out for any capitalist ally of the imperial court. Yep. So if you don't understand how this is going to be weaponized against communist countries, because again, as ACD properly said, you're going to find a shitload of people who are not woke in all these countries, because to be clear, this is a law that is imposing the standards of U.S. progressivism on the entire world, which well, that it doesn't fulfill itself. One. Yes. The United States cannot fulfill the promises of wokeness on its own because the United States will not attempt to change the economic base. That is just, it will not happen. That is the literal reason the U.S. state exists is to maintain that. Any state in capitalism. But they're imposing U.S. progressive idealistic standards, utopian standards even, on a bunch of countries that frankly like even from an educational standpoint, don't necessarily push this information. And if they're attempting to enact a socialist program, eventually you have to address the economic relations that do the oppression. Disproportionately <laughs> impact these they marginalized populations. Because the ideologies that target those populations are baked into the capitalist paradigm. Precisely. So even if they are not, quote unquote, woke, ultimately they are working in the interests of the people. Right. And more effectively than and more effectively. what this shit is doing, which directly obstructs that. While at the moment they might be doing things 
that uh, somebody who is quote unquote woke doesn't necessarily approve of. The program they're running on is one that eventually has to address those things. And already is on a better path to materially benefiting those individuals. Correct. Disproportionately impacted by the economic system. Technically, you could be gay and live in better conditions before that country legalizes gay marriage. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Than a gay person here where gay marriage is legal and none of the economic stuff has been addressed in the U.S. Like, you're technically not allowed to deny somebody housing, but you also can't prove that somebody's denying housing based on that. Right. Because guess what? Here's the fun thing. Housing is private. It's not public. Concluding points. Uh, duh. I, I was in my, my D&D campaign. Half of us are MLs who are like, hyper aware of the neoliberal academic environment that we're in Mm -hmm. and like trying to toe the line between being MLs and like having friends and yeah (laughs) (laughs) that that does tend to be a dichotomy doesn't it yeah and the others are are really really well-meaning radical liberals as Mm -hmm. a lot of academics are and I was telling them about this law and it was because it was funny because the MLs obviously like oh my god like more of this shit are we fucking and i'm explaining it to like the lips and they're like oh yeah like that is kind of (laughs) bad and i'm like yeah anyways i i suppose my concluding points is the importance of recognizing this again radical aesthetics to obscure imperialist agenda um shows us the mechanism by which the u.s currently exerts power Mm-hmm. as a, a central party to the imperial core. I think it also, and we didn't talk about this too much, but this is an example of the inefficacy of the U.S. electoral in general. Oh, absolutely. Um, it is always going to be acting as as aesthetically progressive as it may be, or even as aesthetically pro-worker as it may be. Mm-hmm. It is going to be acting in accordance with the imperialist agenda and the consolidation of monopoly capital Mm -hmm. who's gonna argue with human rights and if you do you look like a fucking asshole and and, that's the point that's by design that's the whole point exactly and that's that's why like a lot of people like to paint you and me as like bigots or fascists or these types of things on twitter they do like to do that but i i say this because i think you will find that we care about this stuff more than those people those people care about using it as a weapon and they've developed a method that is being echoed here enshrined in the legal system in the United States because it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. This will 100% look exactly like somebody calling ACD or myself a fascist. It will because it will be some socialist country yeah. that is absolutely 100% working to raise everyone, including sexual and gender minorities, standard of living. They will be calling them bigots. They'll be calling them fascists. And they'll be sanctioning the individuals within the system, which will ultimately lay as cover to more or less cripple that nation in various ways. Like you'll see them do it to the president or the prime minister of some little socialist country that doesn't have an explicit sexual and gender minority program. 
And this law is, it's, it's calling people, it's calling communist fascists. That's what this law is. It will be, I promise It's you. what it will be. Ostensibly, it's not. That now, will be how it is implemented should it get passed in the Senate and the Oval Office. I, I think he won't understand it and will pass it personally. <laughs> I also think the Senate will pass. I think this will become law personally. But it's important, as you said, to understand how this kind of propaganda works because it supports not only imperialism, but it implicitly works as anti-communism. We have to start understanding that to be anti-imperialist requires us to be communist. Yeah. And to be communist is going to sometimes mean standing with the proletariat of these countries that don't have explicitly woke ideals. Yeah. And even still, they are serving the most marginalized segments of their population more effectively than we who say LGBTQI in our laws. So, yeah. Beware, be careful, be anti-imperialist, be pro-communist. That is that is what we have to land on. Otherwise, we're not going to get anywhere. And we want to get somewhere, right? And that's it for Pact. Thanks again for watching or listening. I'm Peter. This is Miss Astronaut Cowboy Doctor. To help us out, click like, follow, subscribe, join our Discord, leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. To support us, become a patron at patreon.com slash pactpod. That's P-A-C-D-P-O-D. Thanks so much. Come back next week.